Welcome to the Shift Gold Friday Gold Wrap, your overview of this week's precious metals news. It's Friday, November 19th. I'm your host, Mike Perry. Thanks for tuning in. So I've been wrong all this time. Dead wrong. 180 degrees off course. I've been saying that the problems we're seeing in the economy, the inflation in particular, are because your government shut down the economy for months as the Fed printed trillions of dollars out of thin air and the Feds showered us with stimulus money. But that's not it at all. It's not their fault. In fact, there really isn't even a problem. And to the extent that we might see some hiccups here and there, that's the pandemic's fault. Yes, the pandemic. Not a policy mistake, not a bad decision by politicians, just the pandemic. It's kind of a sophisticated version of the dog ate my homework. I mean, it's not my fault I can't turn the assignment in. The dog did it. Well, it's not the government's fault that the economy is a mess. The pandemic did it. And really, it's not a mess at all. In fact, it's booming. And since it's booming, you just think there are problems because, you know, it's booming so much thanks to the skill and wisdom of Joe Biden that there are a few things going on that kind of look like problems. But don't worry. They're transitory. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen actually went on national TV and basically spun this yarn. I can't tell if these people are dumb or if they're just lying. I kind of tend toward just lying because so much of what they say runs counter to basic economics. And a lot of these people that are peddling this tripe, they have advanced degrees in economics. I think they just know that most people are so ignorant that they're going to believe this BS. But yeah, Yellen seriously blamed everything on the pandemic, as if the pandemic was a sentient being out there making decisions. Here's what she said verbatim. The pandemic has been calling the shots for the economy and for inflation. Um, aren't you the Treasury Secretary? Shouldn't you be calling the shots? Shouldn't the Fed be calling the shots? Isn't that your job? But no, the pandemic is out there calling the shots somehow. I talked about this in a uh, show a couple of weeks ago about how these people have no sense of self-reflection, at least not publicly. Nothing that happens is ever their fault. Nothing they do ever caused a problem. They're fixing the problems. They don't cause problems. And I do think that they believe that because they are the smartest people in the room after all. And, you know, basically most of these politicians and bureaucrats, they have messiah complexes. So anyway, Yellen was on Face the Nation, and according to her narrative, inflation is simply a byproduct of high demand. She explained that there was a dramatic increase in demand during and after the pandemic, and that that's why prices are going up. Since people were at home, they had lots of time to shop. Quote, they shifted their spending onto goods, and that led to a surge in the demand for products, Yellen said. So we really don't have anything to worry about because this isn't really inflation. It's just demand-driven price hikes. In other words, inflation is, say it with me, transitory. Yeah, that's her story, and she's sticking with it. Despite 10 months of hot consumer price index data, despite the fact that October tied the highest CPI increase of the entire year, 
It's transitory, damn it. So shut up and enjoy your booming economy. Now, I will concede, she's not completely wrong. There has been strong demand. But here's the question that Grandma Yellen never gets around to addressing. Where did Americans get all of this money to spend while they weren't working? Because government, in its infinite wisdom, decided it would be a good idea to shut the entire economy down. They got it from you and your buddies, Janet. They only had money to spend because the Fed printed trillions of dollars out of thin air, and then the federal government stuffed it in their pockets. They only had money because of stimmy checks and enhanced unemployment and PPP loans and rent deferments and student loan payment deferments and artificially low interest rates. All of these government handouts and mandates allowed America to go on a buying binge even as America wasn't producing anything. If the government hadn't handed out trillions of dollars, Americans wouldn't have had any money to spend. And if the Fed hadn't been running the money printing presses, the government wouldn't have had any money to hand out. Because, lest you forget, the federal government is broke. So, the Yellen story, and really a lot of people in the mainstream are telling this fable, is completely backward. It's not that we have inflation because there is all this demand and people are just buying too much stuff. It's that we have all of this demand because of inflation. Inflation, the expansion of the money supply, that created the demand and that's why consumers are buying all of this stuff. Yellen ignores all of this in an attempt to minimize the obvious inflation problem. In fact, she's trying to convince you that inflation is a good thing. Prices are going up because people are buying stuff, and that's a sign of a strong economy. And by the way, we can credit Joe Biden for this economic strength. This is all spin. Don't believe the spin. So, since we're on the subject of spin today, let's talk about the retail sales numbers that came out this week. Retail sales were much stronger than expected, rising 1.7%. Now, of course, the mainstream reported this as fantastic news. It's a sign of a strong economy. This, we're told, proves Yellen is right. American consumers are out there buying lots of stuff. So, the stock market rallied and gold fell on the news. In fact, this was really the only blip for gold this week. We were over 1870 an ounce earlier in the week. Gold fell about 30 bucks on the retail sales news and touched 1850, but it was able to hold that support level and we're comfortably above 1860 an ounce this morning. I kind of wonder where that dude who kept trolling my YouTube page is. You know, he was saying gold would never get back above 1800 again. Um, I haven't heard from him lately. Anyway, the retail sales data supposedly proves the economy is booming, right? But the mainstream narrative isn't giving you the full picture. There are two important factors to consider as you analyze these surging retail sales numbers. First, retail sales are seasonally adjusted, but they are not inflation adjusted. The data just reflects the amount of money Americans spent on retail goods. It's as much an inflation indicator as it is a song, a sign of strong buying patterns. So let me just do an example and I'll explain what I'm talking about. Let's say we have this, this little bitty economy and consumers buy 100 widgets in a month at $1 per 
widget. And then the next month, they only buy 75 widgets, but the price inflates to $2 per widget. That means retail sales would be $150. That would be a 50% increase in retail sales. That's what the mainstream would report. But consumers only bought 75 widgets. Dollar sales went up, but unit sales actually fell. So this isn't a sign of economic strength. It's just inflation. Consumers are buying less, but they're paying more. And it's not a positive for retailers. Yes, their gross revenues are going up. They're seeing more money come in. But in an inflationary environment, their costs are also going up. We've talked about producer prices several times on this show. PPI has been running consistently higher than CPI. Retailers are having to pass costs on to their customers. If retailers can't maintain unit sales as prices go up, the dollar sales won't keep up with production costs. They'll have to raise prices even higher than the inflation level just to break even if they're not selling as much stuff. Unit sales are the key, and these retail sales numbers don't tell us anything about unit sales. They just spit out raw dollar figures. It could be that retailers are selling more stuff. But it could just as well be that retail sales figures are just reflecting inflation. Now, given that we're in an extremely high inflation environment, given CPI, don't you think inflation is probably the more likely answer here? And yet the mainstream never mentions this. Rising prices are certainly factoring into the retail sales numbers and pumping them up. We don't know necessarily to what extent, but there's no doubt that inflation is being reflected in these numbers. Now, the Wall Street Journal claimed retail sales rose, quote, despite high inflation. No, retail sales rose because of high inflation. And clearly, buying less and paying more isn't great economic news. But don't worry, our intrepid mainstream reporters can still spin this as a positive. They can claim the fact that consumers are still spending a lot of money, despite inflation, means they're optimistic. It signals the economy is healthy. People wouldn't spend all of this money if they didn't have any money, right? Or would they? This brings us to the second point you need to keep in mind. Consumer debt is on the rise. Americans might be spending but they're putting it on plastic. Through the pandemic, Americans by and large kept their credit cards in their wallets and they actually paid down balances. This is typical during a recession. We saw a big drop in credit card debt with each round of stimulus. Unsurprising. Some consumers used their stimmy checks to pay off their credit cards. And Americans didn't need to pull out the visa since the government stuffed big wads of cash in their pockets. You know, they can go on Amazon and just use their debit card because they had money in their checking accounts. Now, we saw small upticks in credit card balances in February and March of this year as the recovery began, but then we saw a really sharp drop in April. Well, what happened in April? We got another stimulus check. But Americans started borrowing again in earnest in May. Now, in September, that's the last data that we have, credit card balances rose by $9.9 billion in that month. That's an 11.8% year-on-year increase. Americans now owe over $1.01 trillion in credit card debt. Without stimulus money in the pocket, Americans are buying stuff the old-fashioned way. They're charging it. 
Of course, it could be that Americans are running up their credit cards because they're confident in the economy. The mainstream spin could be right. But it could also be that they don't have any choice. After all, you have to buy groceries. You have to get gas. If Americans don't have enough cash to pay the higher prices that we're seeing, well, what are you going to do? You're going to get out the credit card and you're going to charge it. You don't have to be a PhD in economics to realize that this is not a sustainable economic model. You know, credit cards have these inconvenient things called limits, and they also have to be paid back. So basically, we're stealing spending power from tomorrow to pay for stuff today. So even if it keeps the economy booming today, and I'm using air quotes around booming, it doesn't bode well for the economy tomorrow. So again, don't be fooled by this mainstream spin. Booming retail sales don't necessarily mean what they're telling you they mean. In reality, this is just a predictable function of a post-pandemic economic recovery, again, using air quotes, based on stimulus and debt. Predictable. That's the key word here. The moment the government opened up the stimulus tab and the Fed fired up the printing press, this outcome was entirely predictable. As Milton Freeman once said, inflation is always and everywhere a monetary phenomenon. It's not the pandemic's fault. It's not your fault. It's not some guy wearing a top hat and a monocle's fault because he's price gouging. It's not Saudi Arabia's fault for not producing enough oil. It's the government's fault. It's the Fed's fault. When you print money, when you keep interest rates artificially low, it creates all kinds of malinvestments and misallocations in the economy. It blows up bubbles. It causes prices to rise. It creates all kinds of problems most people don't even notice. You'll definitely want to check out an article that I wrote yesterday about how artificially low interest rates are eating away at Social Security. I'll link to that in the show notes page. Here you have a government boondoggle screwing up another government boondoggle. So here's the reality here. Yellen went on Face the Nation and lied her ass off because these politicians and bureaucrats have to deflect blame so they can hang on to their power. Don't fall for it. Don't fall for the spin. But definitely prepare for it because they're not going to stop until economic reality catches up with them. So as always, I recommend call a shift gold precious metal specialist today. Call 1-888-GOLD-160 or shoot them an email, info at shiftgold.com. They'll get back to you. I've said it before. I'll say it again. These guys are fantastic. They will look at your situation, your investment strategy, your goals, your portfolio, and help you figure out how precious metals can help protect your wealth in these crazy, nutty times. So that is a gold wrap for this week. You can get more details on all of these stories and more. And of course, you can keep up with the latest precious metals news and analysis throughout the week over at shipgold.com news. If you haven't done it already, you can subscribe to the Friday Gold Wrap uh, over at iTunes, or I guess they call it Apple Podcasts now, uh, Stitcher on the Shift Gold YouTube channel. You'll find links to all of those things on the show notes page, along with links to all of our social media channels. I appreciate you listening to the show. I hope you have a fantastic weekend and have a happy Thanksgiving. I'll talk to you on Black Friday. <laughs>